Hello, hello. Welcome to the AC Visions Family Talk Podcast. I'm your host, AC. Here is where we discuss all things faith and family. I share real life stories of home life as a wife, mother of five, home educator, and all the learning curves my family and I are journeying through. As you can imagine, we're in a busy season and I have a lot to share. The goal, getting back to the basics of raising strong families. Let's talk about it. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode 15 entitled How Women Make Their Mark. Y'all, this is one of those episodes that started months ago and it has taken me serious time and prayer to think on and package into a meaningful episode. Why? Times have changed so much in such a short period of time. (laughs) Pineapple. I had to do some research on where the state of the culture and the world is today versus when I was in my 20s and kind of do a comparison of what it looks like now that I'm in my 40s married with children. The topic of how women make their mark in the world instantly makes me think of um, a lot of those conversations circulating online on uh, high value men, traditional women, this new term that I just learned, hopefulation. Get in your bag, putting off marriage until later in life and a whole culture of what you can get out of someone before you get got. It was both entertaining and horrifying and exhausting going down those rabbit trails, but I learned a lot. I'm a woman. Hubby and I have four daughters that we're raising to be women. We have an adult son who we raise to be a man and look for a certain kind of woman. Um, when I was a single woman in my twenties for 10 years before I met my husband, I had these, I had my own expectations of what I wanted out of a a husband and, and a man and a father and out of my marriage. Uh, we've been married for over 10 years now, hubby and I. And so I have a broad perspective on the conversation of how women make their mark in this world. And I want to talk about it. Before we jump into that segment of the podcast, let's jump into some AC Pearls. AC Pearls. Titus 2, 3 to 5 says, Older women likewise are to be reverent in their behavior, not malicious gossips, nor enslaved to much wine teaching what is good so that they may encourage the younger women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be sensible, pure, workers at home, kind, being subject to their own husbands so that the word of God will not be dishonored. I'm going to go ahead and throw out some trigger warnings for this episode. Listener discretion is definitely advised. I will be dropping a lot of pearls that are countercultural and and triggering for a lot of folks. The type of woman, the what I call daddy streets and mommy culture are raising have alienated women from God's design for his creation. Here's where I step in like the older women, the Bible instructs to model and teach what is good for the younger women. I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. So just know it's not me. You should look at and, you know, search on social media and see my family to validate 
uh, what I'm saying as something worth considering and making a positive change for your life. No, no, no. God's word is the ultimate authority. But look at the state of the world today. No one can deny that we need help. We're in trouble. We're missing the mark in a lot of different areas, especially our faith, especially family. We can use a heavy dose of get back to the basics of faith and family. For women specifically, I'd like to offer a reminder of how God uniquely created us to make the greatest impact in this world. Here's an AC Pearl to wrap up the segment. Proverbs 14, 1. The wise woman builds her house, but the foolish woman tears it down with her own hands. When we leave our parents' home, we begin to make our mark in this world. Good, bad, foolish, successful. We're making a mark and building a legacy that others will remember us by. Just like we're able to build and accomplish great things in this world, the Bible says the foolish woman can tear it down with her own hands. AC Talk. As a woman, have you ever thought about the kind of mark you'd like to leave in this world? Instantly, I think of that Beyonce song that I think is called uh, I Was Here. Uh, it was actually, no, it wasn't just Beyonce. It was Destiny's Child because all three of them were up there. But anyway, I love that song. I was here. How I made my mark, what I did in this world, how I want to be remembered. How do you want to be remembered? What kind of legacy do you want to leave your loved ones and future generations? I know you've thought about it. We all naturally have to think about it, especially when you're knocking on 30, when you're knocking on 40. It's, it's a natural process to kind of consider where I've been, where I am, and where I'm going. Let me preface my answer by first stating a wise woman builds her house, but the foolish tears it down with her own hands. For me, the willingness to keep the work of my hands focused on the things God cares about is foundational in how I, as a woman, make my mark in this world. I'm a realist. Realistically, I am not or and I will never be one of those household names that everyone knows who I am. I'm never going to garner millions of followers. In today's culture, I don't put much stock in how many quote unquote followers I see on my social media account. It kind of doesn't mean a lot. If anything, it's, it's not meaning, it's not a meaningful representation of the kind of impact I'm making in this world. So for the ordinary woman, the ordinary stay at home mom, um, like myself, the woman, or perhaps the woman in the workforce, maybe you have a degree, maybe you don't, um, Maybe you're a wife in the trenches of life at home, raising a family. Maybe you're on your grind and you're the CEO and you go to work every day. How do you want to make your mark in this world? And what does that tangibly look like? Between diapers, potty training, homeschooling, supporting my husband and serving my community, building my legacy that I can be proud of. I have an idea how women make their mark in this world. Let me highlight two roles of women that are by the world standards, the most 
ordinary thing you can do as a woman, but I've found to be the most powerful and God honoring. Those two roles are that of an influencer and a woman of service. Now, when I say the word influencer, I'm sure the first thing most people think about are the personalities on social media or those self-proclaimed life coaches online that have the keys to XYZ or the secrets to Elemental P. <laughs> I'm not talking about that kind of influencer, so get that out of your head. Y'all, this, this podcast is all about faith and family. My brain is going to always default back to God's perspective on a matter and re- reframe what culture constantly saturates us with, that, that type of content that we consume on a daily basis. My brain is naturally going to try to look at it and see it for what it is, smokescreen, a distraction, something to keep your eyes off of what is truly meaningful. And then I'm going to naturally want to turn and redirect my focus and see what I'm missing. We're talking about women and how we can make our mark on the world. Within the context of being an influencer, I'm talking about a woman's conduct, how she presents and carries herself in and outside of the responsibilities of marriage and family and the kind of influence she has in her home and in her community. When my daughter Autumn comes to me and says, mommy, I want to be just like you when I grow up. It always melts my heart a little bit, but I have to remind her even at her age. And I've been saying it since she was, let me see the first time she told me she wanted to be just like me when she grew up. I think she was like four or five. It was so cute. And I just melted. And even at four, And five years old, and again at six and seven, now she's eight years old, I I keep reminding her, my goal as her mom and her role model and the primary female influencer in her life is to help her discover how God uniquely wired her, then guide her to grow into the young lady the master potter has already molded her to be. So my job is to help you not reinvent the wheel, but to discover, oh, there is a will. This is how it works. This is how it's why. This is how it functions. And this is how it operates. Um, because God has already uniquely designed her for a specific purpose. So who am I to come in? Um, even though I am her mommy, who am I to come in and change and scramble things around? I can't create nothing. <laughs> that is what influ- That's what an influencer looks like. It's not convincing you to be something you're not. It's not selling a lifestyle that is not sustainable for you. I'm a full-time mommy at home. I I educate my kids at home. I'm a homeschooler. I write books. I run a podcast and I do a whole bunch of other little stuff on the side. I'm not trying to convince another woman to do what I do. I cannot be responsible for said woman going crazy, (laughs) trying to follow after AC. My goal as an influencer is in my home first. And then within my sphere of influence, I am here to showcase what the template of purposeful living looks like. First Corinthians 12 says, actually, I'm not going to read it. I'm just going to kind of paraphrase and put it in AC words. If God made me to be a hand, I'm not trying to tell you as a foot how to walk. (laughs) And I'm certainly not looking for some mouthpiece influencer to tell me what to do with the work of my hands. 
Pineapple. But guess what? We all have one thing in common. We're all answerable to God one day as to what we did with our time and talents. And the last time I checked, we're going to be standing before God solo. I'm not going to have anyone to my right or to my left. It's going to be me and my creator with no one to point fingers at to account for what I did with my time and talents. And that includes our our influence over the souls within our sphere of influence. If I know I'm called to do something specific in my family and, and, and in my life, I am way too busy focused on that task, not trying to keep up with the Joneses or convince others to follow and walk in my purpose. It makes no sense to me. I don't want my daughters to be like me. Now, by default, they're going to know what I know because I teach and train my children. I teach them so they have an advantage in life. And I want them to take those lessons that I've learned in life, flip them and go further than what than where I could ever go. They're going to have my mannerisms because I'm around them 24-7. So I don't want them to be like me when they grow up. I want them to be better than me. They should be like AC (laughs) 2.0. It would bring me immense joy if my son at 25 or 30 no longer needed me. He no longer needed to come to mama for advice because he has surpassed me in knowledge and wisdom and influence. In fact, come teach me something one day and put me on game to what's going on in the world. That's what I want for all my children. Moving on to making your mark in this world through service. The first was as an influencer. The second is now service. There are many ways to be the driving force of change in this world and and making your mark. From my experience as a woman, serving is the second way we honor God and make our mark. And it's not just through any service. Similar to operating within your sphere of influence, we should serve within our capacity That means staying in your lane and using the gifts and talents and abilities that you know you have. Um, Really look at your hands and know what you're capable of and know what you're not capable of and being okay with either or. Um, I remember when I was writing my book, AC Pearls Writing a Legacy, I wrote a lot about insecurities, functioning and operating in what you're not capable of is it kind of breeds insecurities and not to say that you can't do a thing it's to say that is that thing coming natural to you is that thing what uh what you've been called to do is that your purpose is that your lane and when you were kind of functioning outside of our capabilities and what we know god has put in our hearts i think it breeds insecurities here's an example God has gifted me to be a nerd. (laughs) I enjoy teaching, doing lesson plans at home and homeschooling, walking my children through the discovery phases of learning, running my, my business, AC visions and helping my husband with his business ventures. That's my lane influence and service is twofold when it comes to me as a wife and a mother at home. I'm sure you've heard of, how men are the heads of their homes, but women are the necks. The head can't move without the neck. It's a complementary relationship that 
absolutely thrives if it's treated as such. If you treat it like that complementary relationship, it's uh, what's that? That's a long word. Complementarianism. There we go. It's complementary in nature and it thrives when we treat it like that. I jokingly tell my husband if he's tempted to go, go, he's, he's at work and he's frustrated about whatever we got going on at home. And he, he's tempted to kind of stew and that frustration at work. Um, I'll say to him, Hey, keep your head on a swivel. I got this. That means while he's at work grinding, doing his thing, doing his part, I, I got his back and I'm at home looking out for him and working on those opportunities that, that it's going to better our family and our business wherever he wants to take us in our shared vision. A man that trusts his wife with his children, his business and his legacy is a rare and a priceless find. I'm going to say that again. A man that trusts his wife with his children his business and legacy is a rare and priceless find. I love that my husband trusts in me. And I am so grateful to God that I am the type of woman that he can put his trust in. And I can put my trust in him also. It's like a mutual thing. Using your influence and gifts to serve your husband and family is how women make their mark in this world. That's what I've learned. There, there isn't enough money and accolades in the, in this world to amount to the moment a man asks you to marry him, put the ring on your finger and entrust you with his future, with his children, with his legacy. Think about how men make their mark in the world. Now think about how, when he asks you to marry him, how he's entrusting you with not only he wants to make his mark but he's entrusting you to be his helper and his partner in that legacy. Think about that. Marriage isn't a monumental achievement in and of itself as from a woman's perspective. It's, it's that man asking you to be the vessel he entrusts with his life and legacy. It's huge in my opinion. And my son definitely understands the gravity of choosing his future wife wisely likewise my daughters are going to understand greatness attracts greatness and greatness lives on the edge of destruction I remember that over the years to me that means dying to solo interest and learning how to serve others committing to the work of community the work at home raising your families well and contributing to the betterment of the whole, not just the benefit of self. It's complementarianism. That's what I love about God's design for marriage and family. That's why I love being a wife. That is how women make their mark in the world. The moment you say I do, go ahead and fast forward to when you're 50 or when you're in your 80s. Let's just say your 80s. When you're old and gray and hopefully surrounded by your grandchildren and great-grandchildren, hopefully you and your husband will look at each other and think back to the moment he asked you to be his woman. He asked you to be his wife. And you agreed to build that legacy and you said, I do. It's definitely a leap of faith because none of us know what our, our future holds, but that's what hubby and I did after just three short months of knowing each other 
We met in January. We married in April, uh, 2013. And whether we fully conceptualize it or not, after just three short months of knowing each other, he proposed and I said, I do. Now, fast forward 10 years later, we're in the trenches and we are grinding. We have our vision for our lives, we, for our marriage and our family, and we are working it. Service is often a thankless endeavor that you, you're not going to see immediate results. There's no sense of immediate gratification from, from all that you're doing, everything that you're pouring into your life, your family, your ministry, your business, whatever. When you're in the thick of it, you're not going to get a, a pats on the backs and cookies every day. <laughs> That's why I tell my kids, I'm like, you want a cookie? You want me to pat you on the back? What you want? Great. You did your lesson. Keep it moving. It takes time, attention, and it is a commitment. Okay. Women, single or married, families or no family, we make our mark in this world through our influence and our service. I'm a mother at home. That's my lane and how I serve in this current season of my life. Whether you are a single woman in college, a working woman in the workforce, a mommy, or perhaps you're a caretaker to your elderly parents, we have considerably massive influence and we make our marks by using our our powers for good. I say that loosely, powers for good. (laughs) And that's how we honor God with our sphere of influence, with the people that he brings in and out of our life in the different seasons of life. And that's how we serve. We serve our families. We serve our communities. That's how we make our mark in this world. Here's an AC Pearl to wrap up the segment. Don't look at what your life will look like in 10 years from now. Go ahead and forget about that 10-year plan. Put yourself in orthopedic shoes (laughs) at 90 years old and walk your life backwards to where you are today ask yourself is what I'm doing today on the trajectory to make the kind of impact I'd be happy to call a legacy if the Lord gives me 90 years on this side of eternity the culture will tell you who to be what to do and how to do it with fast gains and a short-term vision for success. Will it sustain you over the long haul? And how meaningful will that impact be if it's devoid of God's will and purpose for your life? All questions I had to ask myself and answer for myself several times throughout my life with different life choices I made in my 20s and 30s. It all points back to how we were designed and how God wired us. Walking and operating outside of God's design and purpose is like running in place, going nowhere fast. Matthew seven twenty four to 27 says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who builds his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against the house. And yet it did not fall for it had been founded on the rock and everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like the foolish man who build, who built his house on the sand and the rains fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against that house and it fell and its collapse was great.
All right, that concludes the conversation for today. I trust the podcast encourages you to continue the conversation in your family circle. Stop by my IG and Facebook page at ACS Visions. Show me some love, share your comments on the episode and how this podcast is encouraging you. You can also visit my website at www.acsvisions.com. You'll find a link to send me an email if you'd like to show your support that way. As a reminder, episodes are published every Thursday. Be sure to like, subscribe, and follow on your favorite podcasting platform so you get notified the moment a new episode drops. Thank you for listening to the AC Visions Family Talk Podcast. Until next time. Mm-hmm.